Good morning, Money Multipliers, and welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier Hot Podcast. My name is Jonah Dew. I'm an agent here with the Money Multiplier, one of the banking bros, if you're familiar with the social media networks. And of course, uh, just like the last few episodes, I have my friend and colleague, Hannah Kessler, as co-host. Hannah, how are you? Hey, Jonah. I'm doing good today. How are you doing? Awesome. I'm doing well. I appreciate you asking. I uh, Well, let's be honest. We were talking about it right before the episode starts. We said we're kind of tired today. Both of us. Kind of <laughs> <A little> tired. tired. <laughs> starting, the, starting the day that way, but we're going to get some coffee and, and we're going to kick things into gear. We're going to help lots of people today. So that's going to be awesome. That's right. I think it's summer. Summer months, you know, teachers are off school, kids are home from school. So so a lot of folks are on the internet or they're going to conferences. So people are being enlightened during the summer months. I, I kind of feel like sometimes uh, they're learning more and more about infinite banking. So more people are just coming, asking us questions. So we're just here helping and serving y'all. That's it. That's absolutely right. So so this last weekend, Hannah, I had the pleasure of uh, hanging out with, with your dad a little bit. Uh, we did a money multiplier banking presentation in Atlanta, Georgia. We actually had uh, one of our um, other referral partners uh, ask us to come down and speak. And so we were able to go down and speak. I think there was about 20 or 30 folks in the room. We've helped lots of those people get started now uh, or in the process of getting started with their, with their banking policy. And so we had lots and lots and lots of fun kind of hanging out and, and doing that presentation. It was short-lived. We both uh, kind of came down and, and had other things to do in the afternoon, uh, but it was fun to be able to hang out and to help people understand the power of, of privatized banking. So that was in Atlanta, Georgia. I know at the end of some of our episodes, we've been letting you know kind of where we're headed as far as uh, live in-person banking presentations. So you guys can uh, see us if you're around the area. And so that was just this last Saturday in July, we were in Atlanta, Georgia. And I know we've got a bunch coming up. Uh, generally, we're going to walk through those at the end of the episode. Cool. That sounds good to me. Okay, what do you think about our topic for the day? You want to let the folks know what we're chatting about today, what this episode's all about? Yes, yes. And I'll tell you the why behind it too. So um, if, if y'all are just new to listening to us around here, we actually have a Facebook group. And inside the Facebook group, it's just uh, folks coming together, uh, capitalizing on their knowledge together and bouncing out off ideas off one another. And uh, this question I've noticed seems to come up uh, more frequently than others. And so uh, the question that always appears is, you know, so I have my banking policy and I'm taking out loans and I'm doing X, Y, and Z with it. Well, now once that debt is paid off or once I start to receive uh, returns on the investments that I go in, uh, that I went and put that money with, should I go and should I pay back my policy loans or should I add extra paid up additions to the policy to give it that extra oomph and that growth, right? So, so Jonah, I guess, what are your first thoughts when, because you, Jonah, I mean, you're the head of the mapping department over here at the Money Multiplier. So probably you get this question uh, more often than the rest of us because you really help folks uh, service and implement their policies. So when somebody comes to you and asks you this question, hey, should I pay back my policy loan or add that extra paid up additions? What should I do? What do you tell them? 
That's an awesome question. And yes, we get this question a lot. And yes, I have an answer. But before I dive into the answer, let's break down what they're asking. All right, so let's start with paying back a policy loan. What does that actually look like? What does that do for you, right? Mm -hmm. So of course, uh, if we're going to say paying back a policy loan, that means we've taken one right? That means we've taken the money out of the policy and we've spent it. So for today's exercise, let's just say that we've deducted $10,000 in policy loans from your infinite banking policy. Now, it does not matter what you spent the money on. You can spend the money on anything you like. Uh, I talked to a, a gentleman yesterday who was spending the money to pay down uh, some bills. He had some uh, credit card debt that he wanted to get rid of. 10000 was actually going to take care of it, so he didn't have that much. Uh, and then uh, later on in the afternoon yesterday, I was chatting with someone who was using the policy loan money to do the down payment on their their new house. They were literally like closing in the next, uh, it was really recent, it was in the next 30 days, I just don't remember exactly. And they were saying, I'm so thankful I can use the policy loan money to do that. So it doesn't matter about anything in between or anything else that you might think of, you can use the money. But what happens when you pay the money back? So let's break this down step by step. Okay, Hannah, so you know that when you take a policy loan out of your policy, the insurance companies are going to charge you interest when you do that. So if you've taken $10,000 out of the policy, Hannah, tell us, tell us what the average interest rate is for the companies that we work with. And I know they're a little different, but what, what's an average? 5%. 5%. I love it. Okay, cool. So if they're going to charge you 5% on $10,000 that you've taken out, that means at the end of the year, if you left your $10,000 outstanding for one year's time, that you would actually owe them $500. Is that 5%? Just making sure my math's right. That's right. All right. That's right. All right. Cool. Cool. So you're, so at the end of the year, again, if you leave the loan outstanding, you owe your insurance company $500. Now this is sometimes gets mixed up. So let me be clear about it. This is $500 that does not benefit your policy. It's not going in your premiums to earn. It's not adding extra money to your policy. Nothing like that. This is $500 that you are giving to the insurance company for the use of the 10,000 bucks. And it because it's their money. Um, a lot of people don't uh, understand, you know, when I'm taking out loans from my policy, I'm not touching the bucket, right, Jonah, our buckets. I'm not that's touching right. the actual cash bucket that's sitting inside of my policy. What I'm doing is I'm putting that policy up for collateral and taking a loan from the general funds of the insurance company. So that's why we're charged that 5%. That's correct. We're charged the 5% because it's not our money to begin with. Okay. So let's say that we pay back half of the 10,000 that we took out. Okay. So let's say we do that within the one year's time. We pay back half. So that would be 5,000 bucks. We, we took 10,000 out and we ended up repaying back $5,000 over the course of that same one year. Well, reminder, Hannah, at the end of the year, if $10,000 was outstanding, the insurance company was going to send us a $500 interest bill. Mm -hmm. But $10,000 is not outstanding. Only half of that's outstanding because we've paid the other half back. So let me ask you, uh, it's easy math. Hopefully you can do it here. I know, I know it's early, but how much, how much money is the insurance company going to charge us at the end of the year if we've paid back half of that loan? Two fifty. 
250. I love it. That that's is the right. Correct. Yeah, that's it. We're killing it. All right. Uh, very cool. 250. Here's the other cool part about that. So I would, I would venture out to say that if you paid back your loan, you actually saved yourself $250 because you were going to have to pay that. And we teach all of our folks that you definitely should pay the interest when it's due at the end of the year. But let me ask you this question, Hannah, you repaid $5,000. So the $5,000 that you put back into your policy, where did it go? Where is it now? Is it lost? I think it got lost in transit. Lost in transit. <laughs> no, oh, no. I'm just messing with y'all. No, no, no. Absolutely. It goes back into your policy. So I, I use the analogy sometimes with folks too. I mean, the policy is nothing more than a glorified savings account, in my opinion. So if I put money back inside of my policy, well, now it's just cash that's in there that's available that I can take right back out again if I want it. That is exactly correct. So all of the money that you've repaid, you gain, you keep, right? That's part of our recapture process, if you heard us use that word before. Mm -hmm. And you've eliminated a $250 of a $500 bill that you were going to get at the end of the year. That is what has happened if you repay back your policy loan right? Yeah. That's what happens when you repay your policy loan. Okay. So now let's tackle the other side. Folks are asking, well, do I want to repay the policy loan or do I want to add extra PUA, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about PUA. Hannah, do you want to describe what PUA is and how you'd add extra? Absolutely. Absolutely. So quick, quick analogy that I like to use is the rocket ship example. All right. So uh, our folks will sometimes call the paid up additions PUA rider. They'll call them the booster rockets. And the reason that they call them the booster rockets is because if you ever imagine your policy as if it's a rocket ship, on a rocket ship, you got the two boosters on the side of it. What's the purpose of it? The purpose is, is that those two boosters get, get your rocket ship out of the sky and out of the atmosphere. Same thing that's going on with the policy. The paid up additions rider, that's what gets us our cash in the early years of the policy. So when we fund into or when we buy that paid up additions rider, when we fund into it, what that does is essentially it gives us cash that we're able to take out and start using immediately. So where folks are going with this, they're thinking, well, hey, if I put in extra PUA, I'm adding, I, I'm, I'm making that cash bucket fuller. And now maybe it'll be better because now my policy is compounding on more. Anyways, I went kind of a uh, fork in the road there, but, but that's what a PUA is. It's your booster rockets on the policy that gives you the cash value in the early years of the policy and continues to still give you cash value as time goes on. I like that analogy. And one of the reasons that I really like that analogy is because when you're thinking about a rocket ship, the booster rockets get used up, right? And fall off. It's not just, oh, we don't need them anymore. So we turn them off, right? Mm -hmm. It's no, no, no. We used all of the fuel or whatever it is in there that's powering them. And now we they literally fall off. We don't need them. They're extra weight. We can't have them. There's nothing left in there and they fall off. And that's something that a lot of folks don't understand about paid up additions, PUA, is that eventually the PUA can no longer be on your policy. It has to come off. 
mm-hmm. which is why a lot of times we like to combat the folks who like to put a bunch of PUA from the get-go into their policy. They're not remembering that PUA doesn't last forever. And when that PUA is removed from your policy, all you're left with is what's called the base of your policy. So while you might have pumped a a bunch of PUA in there from the get-go to get off the ground really far, once that PUA is gone, all you've got left with is maybe this measly couple dollars that you put into the base portion. And the other person who uh, uh, separated their base and PUA appropriately has lots of base left over and will actually shoot right past you, right? You might've got off to a quicker start, but they're going to shoot right past you over time. And there's nothing you can do to catch up. The PUAs can't literally came off of your policy. You cannot have them anymore. I, I, you saying that reminded me of the tortoise and the hare. And, and another uh, uh, thing that I just want to say is uh, folks listening, we're going to dive into that, uh, into a deeper conversation. We got some cool uh, guests that might be joining us on the show. And so we'll dive into that topic uh, deeper here too. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Okay, so now let's dive into the PUA. So I want to add more paid up additions into the policy, right? So this is awesome. This is a great thing that you might want to do. Here's how that works and how what that looks like. So first things first, you need to ask. You have to ask your insurance company if you are allowed or how much you are allowed to add toward your paid up additions. The reason that you've got to ask is because there is a cap. There is a limit on how much money you're actually allowed to put in your policy toward that paid up additions without your policy becoming a modified endowment contract. That uh, is sometimes is abbreviated MEC, modified endowment contract. Good, good. And the MEC, right? So the I call it MEC, the MEC limit. What this is really why it's here I guess just really quick, Jonah, if you don't mind, let me go through a quick history lesson of the why that it's even here. The why the MEC limit even exists is is because Uncle Sam and the government, they started to catch on that a lot of these elite and wealthy families and folks were dumping in a boatload of money inside of their whole life policies. And they're thinking to themselves, well, crap, man, I can put my money inside of this vehicle. It grows for me uninterrupted tax free on top of that it's still i'm still able to leverage it and the government's completely out of my hair i want all of my money growing at this rate so so anyways uh the government started to catch on and that's when this irs tax code the the this the uh of of the mech limit of where taxation of life insurance comes in so what it states is, is that we don't want to overstuff or overfund these policies, because if we do now, the government's going to look at it as an investment rather than a contract. Because at the end of the day, a whole life insurance policy is a contract. And if we keep it as that contract status, all growth is tax-free, death benefit is paid out tax-free. So we want to keep those tax-free benefits with inside of the policy. So if we overstuff it or, or mech the policy and we overfund it, well, now we're subject to tax consequences and we don't want that. 
That's right. Not only tax, but a penalty as well. So you don't want it. But let me give you guys some peace of mind. Every single company that we work with will pay attention to that on your behalf. Pay attention to that for you. And if something happens where you do put in a little too much money and you're crossing over that cap, that limit, that MAC limit, they'll actually send you a nice letter. Uh, let you know that it happened, and a lot of times send you a check back accompanying that letter, let you know we're not going to accept the money because we don't want that to happen to you, right? So uh, it's happened a few times. We've helped people through that every single time, uh, and uh, if it happens to you, you're okay. It's nothing. To, you didn't. You didn't ruin it. You're not. Uh, you're not up up the creek, right? You you can you can rem- remedy it, and the insurance company will help you help you do that. Okay, cool. So let's keep moving. If you put in more paid up additions to your policy, here's what happens. First, all the paid up additions that you put into your policy translate into cash value at a very, very high clip. A lot of times it is 90 plus percent. A lot of times I've seen it even a lot higher than that, but I'm going to under promise and over deliver here. So it's about 90 plus percent translates into cash value. So what I'm saying is if you were to deposit an extra $1,000 toward paid up additions per your insurance company's approval. Yes, you can do it. That won't put you over your limit. Mm-hmm. You would see 900 plus dollars show up in your cash value. And again, that happens right away, immediately within 30 days, you'll see that see that addition. Once you have the cash value again, you're kind of back to square one, using that cash value to do anything that you like to. But the important part about that 1,000 extra addition of paid up additions is that that 1,000 extra is added to your principal, your premium deposit. And so it'll, it'll be earning for you when dividends come around. And of course, as the policy earns over the lifetime of the policy. And that's why a lot of people are pushing to add more paid up additions. Okay, so we've talked about paying back your policy loan. We've talked about adding extra PUA, right? We've jumped into what entails of paying back a loan, what entails getting extra PUA, but we have not answered the question, right? So the question is, what should we do? Should we pay back our policy loan or should we add extra PUA? Hannah, what do you think? Pick me, pick me. I say we do both. I love that answer. I love that answer. We do both. And here's how that breaks down. Because I know at home you're thinking, oh, well, I need money to do both. I need money for this one and I need money for that one. How do I do both? Maybe I don't have the money. It's not true. You don't need money for each one. Here's how we do it. We teach banking. Banking as an action. It's a verb, right? It's the same thing that con- uh, conventional, regular, everyday, down the street banks do every day right? Here's what they do. If you go into that bank and you take a loan from them, they will one, make you pay back that loan in full. And two, they will make you add extra PU. Oh, oh, it's just called interest over there at the regular bank, right? (laughs) That's right. PUA, it's just called interest, but they make you do both from the very get-go. Hannah, have you ever gotten a regular loan from... Actually, this is a great question because you've kind of been brought up in in, uh, in uh, banking, right? With your dad. So I, I actually, I'm genuinely curious. Have you ever actually gotten a conventional loan from a bank? Yes. With okay, so you have. 
with the help of pops, you know, uh, I obviously I'm young. I had to have a co-signer, all of that stuff. Um, but but only one time, only one time I've ever had to go do one that. One loan. How crazy is that? Okay, no worries. One one time you went to a conventional bank. Uh, so here's my question. Your first payment back to the bank, your very first one, was it just your loan, just paying your loan? Or was it just PU? Oh, oh wait, they call it interest, not PUA. Was it just your loan? Was it just interest? Or was it a combination of the two? It was a combination. Oh, interesting. So mm-hmm. why can't we just copy them? That's right. Every payment that goes back, you're paying back some of your loan and paid up additions. Now, you can break it down to do a few payments to your loan, then a few payments to paid up additions, or vice versa. A few payments to paid up additions, then a few payments to your loan. Or a lot of these insurance companies that we use have online access. If you're looking to make a $500 payment back to your policy, you can type $400 in the the loan blank and $100 in the PUA blank, can't you? Absolutely. And isn't that copying or mimicking the conventional bank? We're doing both. Wow, Jonah, when you lay it out like that, it seems pretty easy. Uh, Well, I would say so, right? But again, when it's your first time getting started, when you have not done this before, when your brain has been programmed to think traditionally when it comes to finance, it it, it sometimes is not easy from the get-go. And that's really why we're here to help you. We're here to walk you through it. So that way we can uh, set it up for you. We can walk you through the website. We can help you log in, right? And then you can bank just like the traditional conventional banks, except this time it'll be private. This time you make the money instead of them making the money. And this time you don't have to go down and get a prostate exam down at the conventional bank just to get some loan money out. (laughs) (laughs) A little little too many papers last time I was in there, right? It's a little easier uh, logging in and just clicking, send me that, send me that check, please. And then I'll go, uh, (laughs) Go do what I want to do with the money, right? That's the answer. Uh, Guys, it is very, very important. Do I pay back my policy loan or do I add extra PUA? I love the question, but at the same time, there's some fundamentals behind it. We do both. We teach banking and banks do both. Now it's not called PUA over there. It's called interest. But when you translate it to your policy, we pay back that loan. We always add interest or or, or PUA. I keep getting them mixed up, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just having fun. Anyway, awesome. All right. I think we got it. We tackle that. We tackle that one. That's good. Yep. We tackled that cool. one. Um, I got a clear answer. And and now the fun thing is, is now that we got this all uh, recorded out. Hey, if everybody, if anybody has this uh, question again, hey, here we go. We got a good episode for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> nice, short and sweet. I love it. Okay. Uh, as always, we just want to fill you guys in on the upcoming events. So that way, if you're in the area, we can absolutely have you reach out and uh, get some details on that. So uh, to my knowledge, I think uh, the next upcoming events, the, the two that are upcoming uh, first are, are Hannah. Hannah is going to be there speaking in, uh, live. So I'll let Hannah give you the details. Yeah. So uh, coming up this Saturday, um, I believe it's so we're here on Wednesday. Is that the 23rd then? July 23rd is uh, this Saturday. I'll be down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So come out. Let's meet. Actually, they're doing a breakfast that day. Breakfast starts at um, nine o'clock, I believe. So come and have a coffee and and a little uh, Danish with me. (laughs) So so that one's coming up next. And then um, the following week, July 28th, is uh, 
Phoenix, Arizona, or, or really it's Gilbert, right outside Mesa, Arizona. So I'll be down there for a uh, conference teaching, and I'm the keynote speaker. So I got that afternoon segment where I'll go through deep into this IBC infinite banking concept. And then following that one, day right after that, July 29th and 30th, we're all going to head up to Buffalo, New York, because uh, our colleague and friend as well, Mr. Chris Noggle, he has a two-day money school event that's going on. And that, you know, they'll go into IBC, they'll go into note investing, private lending, precious metals, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, etc. So kind of more into that investment world of, of uh, what folks are doing out there. But again, right, in order to do the transactions, the investments in life, in my humble opinion, it all should come from the foundation of your infinite banking systems. I love that. I love that. So those are our upcoming events for the month of July. We will uh, put together the upcoming events as well and let you know that about August as the episodes continue. But thank you guys so much for listening. If you have thoughts, concerns, questions, let us know. If you have other topics that you feel like is a question that would be good for the good of the group, right? For the good of everyone, please leave that. Let us know. Send an email uh, and we will be more than happy to adjust uh, or, or address that on one of our next episodes episodes. And let me say one thing too. No question is stupid. Come one, come bring them all. All right. No question is stupid. Reach out to us. and We're happy to help. You got it exactly right. This episode brought to you by our infinite banking Facebook group and the questions that we saw there. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Signing off. Bye Jonah.